A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready is relentless. Ready is fearless. Ready is fearing no foe. Ready for the next level? Renew your season ticket now and support Rangers into season 2021. Prices are frozen for next season and the renewals deadline is extended. Visit rangers.co.uk slash renew to secure your season ticket today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Jones delivers. Just, uh, brace yourself. Rangers, 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 easy, okay. Okay. Well, the fans are very strong. Again, I've got the battle fever on, but the fans are Rangers to win it. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Scott Gray. Welcome to another episode from our Bears Corner series on the Battle Fever podcast. Today, we're joined by... Baz, who's a regular on, on the on the Bears Corner, we're joined by Callum for now his second appearance on the Bears Corner, and we're joined by somebody uh, who's actually going to t- talk to us about the next segment of the show. So, Rangers announced last week, and I'll read the statement, but Rangers are today delighted to announce a partnership with world-leading digital media company Dugout to expand the club's reach internationally. By partnering with Dugout, the club joins some of the world's top football clubs, including AC Milan, Arsenal, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Juventus, Liverpool, Man City, PSG and Real Madrid. The Light Blues will form part of Dugout's growing global community of more than 100 clubs, leagues and federations and will enable the club to benefit from Dugout's extensive network of premium publishers. James Bisgrove's Rangers commercial and marketing director said, Rangers are the world's most successful football club. We're proud of our rich history and continue to strive for improvement in every facet of our football club. Our partnership with Dugout will allow us to engage existing fans across the world together with reaching new audiences. But we're confident that Dugout will support our strategy to enhance our global digital footprint as we continue to innovate and set standards in Scottish football. Dugout co-founder and chairman Elliot Richardson said, with a record 54 league titles, Rangers is a Scottish football powerhouse and has one of the largest fan bases in world football. We look forward to bringing their fans exclusive digital content and iconic moments from the past. 
The partnership will support the continued growth of Rangers internationally and will ensure that fans can connect with their beloved club. Today, we're joined by Matthew Weir, who I believe has been in contact with James Bisgrove himself and, and talking about a partnership with Dugout. So, Matthew, can you just tell us a wee bit about Dugout? Uh, good afternoon, Scott. Uh, thanks for having me on your show, guys. It's, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I've been uh, emailed back and forth with uh, James Bisgrove over a number of things recently, and he's been absolutely fantastic in engaging with us all. Yeah, so... You've probably heard a couple of um, videos or just podcasts that he's just basically put out with other Rangers um, fan teams and that. And he's been absolutely fantastic with with all of us. Essentially what it is, he's trying to build um, foundations with the fans and just expand the, the network of fans that we've got and just build. In Scotland, it's not a problem. What we've got is the further afield there. So... I'll tell you a wee bit about it. It's just a wee, it's a digital platform and it's mainly used on an app. And it's, as you said, it's like a number of teams, AC Milan, Barcelona, Real Madrid. And it's just to reach out to fans who's maybe got like a wee incline, but doesn't really know much. And essentially what they do, um, dug out, is just like take bite-sized forms and just put it into small videos fancy videos and puts it out to the fans it's completely free and it's you can download it from your app store or smartphone or your tablet or wherever and and it just basically gives each club um money from every time you view a video and that's essentially just putting money back into rangers coffers but what we what we need to do we need to watch the videos and pass on our friends or everyone knows somebody in, say, Australia, like in the NARSA or the ORSA, things like that. We just need to start putting it out to these guys and just saying, basically, listen, there's free Rangers content out there and it helps us. It costs you nothing to watch this. It's just little it's little incentives like that that James is trying to, to do to build, build on it there. Um, so how it works... The, through dug, I'm just going to read off my notes here, mate. No through dugouts, there's a team of editors and a globally uh, brandscape uh, video archive. It's repurposed and localized to into digestible videos for video uh, for digital fans across the globe. Once published to dugouts library, the video is distributed across all dugouts platforms and networks of publishers reaching a digital football audience. So far, there's 84 teams and counting. The digital football only ecosystem provides fans with an opportunity to share experience with both past and present that shape the footballing world. Each team has a designated dugout account manager who's responsible for achieving their digital objectives. Basically, that's what um, James Bisgrove is trying to to talk about their, their digital objectives because Rangers are so far behind that just now. We know there's, there's going to be a new app and a new um, web page by Stadion. He's talking in depth about that, but it's further afield than that. How do we get them actually looking into that? So it's a lot of things like that. They're just saying, oh, we've got a, a brand here who know how to reach out to further audience who, who can see that. But what basically is with these videos is a revenue stream is reach is data and it's collaboration and what it's just basically everything put put out 
together. But what happens is, every time somebody views it, they get paid through an advertising system. So it doesn't cost them money and it doesn't cost us money. So it's a win-win situation. Right, their Facebook, um, I'll give you a wee bit of background about them. So essentially it creates a positive image of the club, taken away from the mainstream media. Uh, I'll no name names, but we all know who they are. Their Facebook, they've got 3.2 million people like on their like pages, but Rangers only have 688,000. Well, our other mainstream had 151,000 each. So that's how much bigger they are. It's not going to cause any problems with us at all like we have in this country. We only have the, the problems in-house, no further afield. And this is where we're trying to get. Like, James was actually talking yesterday to about getting back up to a tier, tier one European standard. And this is exactly the, the sort of thing that we're, need, we're needing to do. So it's just basically, if we can get the key elements right within the long term and medium term, then everything will be, well, there's no looking back for us. Is essentially on the, the digital side. So I'm very excited on James's plans and projects, especially we all know about Edmondson House and things like that. But it's further afield, setting the foundations in now because the journey that we've bought, been on has just been ridiculous. And I'm really excited for, for his stuff. Um, I don't know what you guys think of that there, but it's really, really. It's a good, good app, and it's really good for, especially the younger fans as well. Yeah. Um, Matthew, yeah. see, just before we get, we get any, t maybe Baz or Callum and myself's got a wee question for you. How, yeah. what, what's the app called? How do, how do fans get to go and, and, and download the app? They just go onto their, their app store and they just type it dugout, and it's, it's simple. It's just two or three steps. Type, um, I use uh, Samsung, so it's, it's your apps, your, yeah. your Play Store. So if you've got that or another form, you just go in your app store and you type in dugout and you'll see um, it'll be dugout football and you just click on that there. Then you register and it's simple. And it, it tells you all the teams along the top and it just like, so, sorry guys, little bits there and it goes on to trend in videos at the moment there's the likes of Barcelona but Rangers were on it the other day and that's how they're trying to get onto um, the global reach so the more hits that they get it goes on to trending so more views they'll, they'll get but if we don't view the videos it'll go further down the list so as soon as you go on the app then you'll see the likes of Barcelona or Real Madrid but the other the other day when we launched it was straight on there I think um, the video we had was iconic Rangers moments when Super Ali done the overhead kick against Hibs. Yeah. And they've got Morelos as great greatest goal. So it's it's a mixture of both just now and previous. This is it's great. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the um the intro video on the Rangers website. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. So it's that sort of modernization just basically to go, oh, wow, we're actually meaning a bit of yeah. business here. Yeah. So it's good. Baz, is there anything you want to ask Matthew about? Hi, Matthew. I was I was listening to what you were saying there, and it does sound uh, pretty interesting. 
see the the content is it the content who uploads the content who's responsible for that basically they're um their managers to somebody on rangers tv and they'll just basically you say oh we've got a, an archive videos here then they'll go through the the team and just say okay right that's suitable or not and they'll basically sit down with our nine in a row or uh, 1972 or whatever and then they'll just put it into a bite size then they'll just upload it from there so it's in an account manager that they've got okay so the club the clubs actually get input in terms of the content that goes up yes because they um they liaise with um the art the rangers tv and the archive uh, whoever's responsible for that in the background there so see the other thing so it's like um yeah sorry matthew sorry interruption mate on you go no, it's um, just basically what we're saying. It's like a one v one. So it's like it's like when you go to a bank and you've you've got an account manager, so you you can sit there. But it's probably like what we're doing over like a video call and just sharing input and content. But they actually download it, put it into a bite size format, then they put up into their library. And you know, you you were mentioning there was other other clubs uh, on the dugout. Yeah. Can you select? Can you select in terms of that, like, if you just want to see Rangers content or, or Barcelona content, can you select that or is it just, you know, everything's in together? Yes, so, yeah, you certainly can. So what I've done is there's a favourite system and for me personally, I just cl clicked on Rangers, then I just clicked on favourites, then I log back out, log back in. Then the first thing you, you do, you've got your trending ones, but then you've got your favourite teams as well. So you click on that and it's all your Rangers uh, stuff there. When I first, I'll give you an example. When I first started out, I just clicked on, I typed in Rangers and it came up uh, the introductory video, Alan McCoy's moments, the greatest wins over Celtic and that. But also had other teams once, which we played against Porto at Ibrox recently. And they uploaded their their video, so it's nice to see actually other teams' perspective for when they're visiting Ibrox as well. So not just um, our perspective where we go away to like say Fire Nerd on Rangers TV, other teams' ones are there, and it actually gives a good image of us abroad as well, as well as over here because I'm quite frankly disgusted with the way that we get treated here. Yep. So it, it's more like creating a positive image and promotes the club as a whole out with what we've got. So let's be, it's, I'm just being honest, uh, James is hitting the nail on the head for where we've got to do because if we're reaching somebody on Facebook got 3.2 million people, that, that, that's, never, that's going to uh, override what the, the stuff that we've got in this country because there's... They've only got 150,000 people on their Facebook like, so they can do what they want. Yeah. Callum, is there anything you're wanting to ask a hey, Matthew? Well, no, that was going to be the same thing. I was going to ask about the, the favourite system. There's things out there like Tifo Football and all that where you can just follow your own teams. And I like that, that you can just see exactly what you want to see. Um, I take it in the future there's plans to be building on this and maybe getting exclusive content and all that. Yeah, that's what the, um, they're doing. 
they've got um, a statement is basically saying that they've got the exclusive content and iconic moments. So I believe James was talking about um, expanding the Rangers TV, new, new platforms on that, and even going further out into China, so new, their sort of TikTok system. But it's just to hit the nail on the head over there. So this is just like a little segment, like a little cog on his overall plan just to widen the platform. And it's all... So the more mainstream media that we get and exclusive content, it it works perfect for us and his plan. And it's just a revenue stream that we, we won't look back on. You mentioned TikTok there, and I was quite quite happy to see Rangers a few weeks back that they they've got a platform on TikTok, and they're just trying to I quite like this, just trying to expand all the viewership, um, and get onto these big sites because it the, it could be invaluable to the club to just get a, that that um exposure elsewhere. Yeah, and I think that's where. Uh, we're we're good. We're starting to get good at it because we've got like the Castor deal, and he's mentioned that on their elements of their um, their knowledge in the digital world. And to be fair, uh, Scott said a couple of weeks ago in a great uh, video with um, Tom Behan. So after that, we the likes of Man City shouldn't be touching us at all in the size of stature, but they're in a bigger league and more money in that. And, James hit the nail on the head. We've got to work harder and think outside the box. So he's trying to get the fans on board. And when we when we do get on board, we're thinking in line with him. Just to boost it. So everything that they launch, it's for a reason. To, for, for the good of the better club. Beforehand, we had... We, we know all about the spivs and that. They're, they just drove money out of us. He, he's got a background which is second to none. And I would actually say this has been a breath of fresh air what we've had and under I'm really, really excited, especially if, not for us as well, but for the next generation. So it's really invaluable. And especially um, my stepson, for example, he he's Alfredo Morelos, mad in that there. And I don't know if you, um, you think of, remember the Livingston game, we came down from Inverness and we stayed in a hotel. He was dead excited and that. Then it got called off. So I emailed over to James and I didn't know what they were going to say. And what they did was they sent up him a full full signed strip and a full football just so he's that was for his birthday and that made his made his birthday. He was absolutely delighted. So that's the sort of things that we're trying to. We're dealing with now a guy who's just so good for the fans, yeah. and and that there. So I don't know what um, the longer term plans, as in where we go into like an RTV studio or things like that. But everything just now is just a lot of cogs in the same. It's working along nicely at, for him, I believe. Matthew, thank you very much. We're actually now at least have a, a kind of insight into dugout a wee bit and, and obviously you know your stuff. So thanks very much for coming on and, and enlightening us. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll all be downloading the app. I'm sure MD at yeah. State now will be downloading the app and, and hopefully we can then word the mouth spreads and, and the fans start to buy into it. 
yeah, that's essentially what they're trying to do. And thank you for, for having me on. And it's just uh, what I would say, if we anyone who knows anyone in Arsa, Arsa, the Hong Kong, Dubai, just pass it on to them and the word of mouth will start to spread and it'll be great. Yeah. Thanks very okay. much, mate. Perfect. Thanks, Scott. Thank Cheers, you. mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Right, bye. Bye-bye. This week sees the return of the Premier League. Before we get into the Rangers stuff, right, but sees the return of the Premier League. Now, through a partnership with BetBull, which we've, we've discussed, BetBull, social betting app, we can go on, we can follow each other, we can follow tipsters, we can get some, um, obviously you can see leaderboards and who's doing well within the BetBull community at that time, etc. And actually, I've put a few bets on, 1-0 by the way, I should, I should say to people here. I've had people then, because see when you put a, an accumulator on or whatever, or a bet on, and somebody else sees it, it gives you a notification if they then put on the same bet as you. So I just feel sorry for the two or three people who have put on the same bet. And it's only been two or three, thankfully, who have put <laughs> the same bet on as me and lost money. I apologise. It's not my fault. It's just, I'm just, an, I'm just a, a bit of, you know, I'm not really a betting guru, to be honest. But um, obviously tomorrow night we have Man City against Arsenal returning in the Premier League. Eight o'clock kick-off on, I think it's on Sky. I'm sorry, quarter past eight kick-off on Sky. Go into the BetBull app, guys, have a wee look, follow each other, have a wee bet, see what... I don't know, any of you two had a, had a wee look at the BetBull app? And... I've, I've signed up for it, but I've not actually had a look in depth. Pretty much the reason for that is because there's been no football. However, Correct. you, you know, know that there is football on the horizon, I'll certainly be getting involved. Mm-hmm. You know, bet responsibly. Yes. Fun stop, stop. Yes. No, what is it, Castro? Say, <laughs> winners know when they stop. Which is why I've no stopped yet. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, have you looked at it? I have had a look, but I'm the same. I've not really had a had an in-depth look, but there's a few games coming on. There's you said there's Man City and Arsenal. I think Aston Villa are against Sheffield tomorrow yep. as well. So yep. there's some decent games and I don't know about you two, but I'm just desperate for some for some football. So I'll be watching them all anyway. I'll probably 100%. Minutes, but yes, we will be losing, I'm sure. A hundred percent. Right. Following on, obviously getting back to the Rangers. For what uh, Matthew's talking about there, James Bisgrove, I don't know if any of you have heard the interview he done with Heart in Hand, it was released yesterday. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so insightful, the guy's so helpful. I think he's a breath of fresh air. Seeing the budgets that he's had, because he worked for UEFA, I remember, uh, dealing with the Champions League market and stuff, and you know advertising and stuff like that. And it, you look at the Champions League, it's a phenomenon. Uh, I do MD, hear it. I've not heard it yet, mate. No, but I will definitely listen to it. Aye. Uh, some of the stuff that, he, as I said, he was going into was fantastic. In regards to what were, obviously, the Castor plans, he went into a wee bit more detail. He went into a wee bit more detail on Edmonton House following on, and we'll touch on Stuart Robertson's interview as well in a wee bit, but following on for that, it re- I think the guy's going to be a real uh, breath of fresh air for the club. He's just idea central, I think, and how we can generate income for Rangers Football Club, and I think we all need to get behind the guy and... and and help him, you know, and buy into what he's saying. I agree. It certainly seems as if he's, he's, he's head screwed on, and that, that's the way the world's moving now. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff online, and we really need to tap into that and get up to speed. Yeah. I think Matthew Matthew actually said that we're a wee bit behind other clubs in, in terms of that, and uh, it's positive steps, and we seem to be moving in the right direction. So, uh, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Callum, what's your impression to hey, James? Well, I haven't seen the interview, but it's it's more and more these days. It is a position of quite 
important. Do you know what I mean? Before you could just get away with playing your football in the park, but now public relations and things like just technology, do you know what I mean? They're they're so important to football. All the big football clubs these days have got a massive presence on social media um in terms of commerce and marketing and things like that. So if we if we do want to make that next step, which I think is a possibility because we've got such a big fall in already, then it's a good appointment I would say. And I'm quite excited for the future. Yeah. Following on for that, we were, we were obviously since the last time we spoke, which was a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we, we've had an interview with, with Stuart Robertson um, on Rangers TV. It was free air on the YouTube page, the Rangers YouTube page, YouTube page, guys. If you've not seen it, I'd certainly encourage you to go and watch it. It's it's kind of gives you a wee bit of an in-depth look at some of the plans that are coming up and the club reacting to the, the ongoing crisis that we're all facing around the globe, basically. Um I think some of the key points to take for that is our new website will be launched at the beginning of July, apparently. He's saying all going well. Um, the Edmonton House plans, they just sound tremendous. I mean, it's even a, a concert venue they've got in there as well. The, the museum across two levels, sorry, the, the store, the retail store across two levels, the museum on the first floor. They really look as though they've, they've kind of looked in, in depth at it. Uh, Baz, what's your, your thoughts on some of the key points you felt in the interview? No, the, the, the main thing I noticed about this interview was that it shows that there is investment across Rangers Football Club as a whole and not just the first team. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so much going on at the one time in terms of the, the new kits. We've got some new signings coming in the door and then we're talking about the revamp of Edmondson House, which has been a nice an eyesore for years. Uh, obviously, the... The you know the the mega store as well they were talking about that that's all getting revamped as well and uh, um, uh, sure Robertson was talking about that you know they mentioned that the previous yeah. week but uh, just touching on it, it was, it's just pleasing to see that there's there's things happening in all aspects of the club and it's good to see that Edmondson House is going to get a makeover and it's badly needed so that's pleasing and he's, he's talking about like a fan zone museum and events and stuff like that and that's a a cracking bit of space there that could be utilised and it's not been utilised properly for some time so it's good to see that they've given that a bit of thought and I think it's again it's another positive step and moving in the right direction but again the, the key thing I picked up on that was the that there's investment going in, in all in all sorts of areas and not just the first first team of the you know the players I also think it's, it's and it's been in the last couple of weeks it's been quite a kind of Controversial topic, I think, on Twitter, or certainly on Rangers Twitter, is that if you have a season ticket, whatever you've you've paid last season for the for the full duration for whatever it is, seventeen home games, we've not got that right, so we're, we're missing however many home games it was off the end of it. The club have offered you a refund um, if you so wish. They've also offered every season ticket a twenty five uh, pound voucher, which in the grand scheme of things, people say, oh, isn't it a lot of money? And they're right, isn't it a lot of money? But 25 times however many season tick holders we have it is a fair outlay for the club. However, I think what I took for Stuart's interview was, and he was kind of asking the fans, is that we have paid it at the end of the day, right? So if, if you really need it, by all means, you should go and exercise that right because it's your money. However, if you don't need it, and you know, really, leave it with the club because I think you can see it as be, your money is being reinvested across the club. As you say, Baz, it's not just going to players coming in that first team, which is hugely important. And all this digital side that we've been talking about before, that will generate more, more income, which, which will go to that as well. 
But I think you can see around Ibrox, there's things starting to happen. Stuart even spoke about the, the sports bar that's going to be now in place of the retail store that obviously when, when Edmondson House gets done, there'll be a sports bar there, which I think will enhance the, the experience for just normal fans that are going to the game. No hospitality or anything like that, you know. Um, I do think that I'm a season ticket myself. I've no exercise the right because I'm fortunate enough that I don't need to. But there's other people out there that this crisis is at far more. And of course they should. But I think it's not just the key message is Rangers are not just resting in the laurels here and just taking that money for granted. You know, I, th- I think they are trying their best to invest it in the best way they possibly can. Callum, you, you, you've, I think you've seen the interview as well. What, what did you make it? Uh, just to go back to what I was saying before, it's it's there's some clubs who will get away with just playing their football on the pitch, but we're not. We're just not one of them. We're, we're that big that these kind of things are crucial. As you said, like if if you can, obviously. You wouldn't take the money back if if you can't, then that's absolutely fine. But we're going to make this money back tenfold from what they're putting into our club. Do you know what I mean? The money that I make at the end of the day—that's where you want it to go. So yeah. the new things that they're doing—it just—it shows you that we've had our fair share of people coming into the club that don't don't really care about it. Do you know what I mean? Correct. And so it's so good to see that the people that are getting in now have got all these ideas and visions to how to make us top top club again. Yeah, so it, you, for a, to be a Rangers fan just now, it's it's one of the best times. Do you know what I mean? We've had our fair share of hard times, but just now it's it just seems like we're going up and up and up. It's exciting! That is an exciting time for the club. I think the return of the players. Obviously, we're recording this on Tuesday, so the return of the players yesterday. Uh, the kit will get to the training kit, etc. But it looks good. Um, I, I'm excited about the new season. I'm hopeful. I hope we're going to be successful because we've had so many false dawns that we really can't take another one, to be quite honest with you. But the season isn't going to start under normal circumstances, let's face it. And given the news that came out yesterday as well, which again, we're going to touch on just so much stuff, I think, since we last spoke we need to touch on. But <laughs> Stuart Robertson said the start of the season, especially, will be behind closed doors. Maybe a reduced crowd, but the season will hopefully start on the 1st of August behind closed doors. That's going to affect Rangers. Now, you might look at it negative, positive. I don't know. I, I don't think it's positive, personally. I think we need Ibrox full every single week to give our players the best chance. But we have seen some players well under the pressure. So, my question, Baz, how do you see behind closed doors affecting our squad? No, no, the club in general, just our squad. The 11 players that go in that park on a Saturday are not going to have 50,000 either cheering them on or doing their throats, as we know it can be. They're going to need to get their head around it. And Rangers are at a disadvantage right away because most of the clubs in the SPFL are used to playing behind closed doors every second mm-hmm. Saturday anyway. You know what I mean? You're used to playing in front of empty stadiums. However, Rangers players are used to playing at a packed Ibrox. It's going to be strange and they're going to need to adapt and get used to it. I'm sure, I'm sure the way you'll have people in speaking to them about getting their head right and all that sort of stuff, some players might might actually, I'm, I'm not going to say the word enjoy, but some players might actually benefit without that added pressure. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people say, you know, when good players come to Ibrox, some people struggle with that, you know, 52,000 people on their case, you know, cheering them on. But it works both ways. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're good, you're good. And if you're bad, you're bad. And you're going to find out about it either way. So they're just going to need to get their head in it. And they're going to need to hit the ground running. There's no certain end period when a player comes to Rangers and it's going to be the exact same at the beginning of the season. 
we've had a bit of time off now, and every single player, when they walk out there in front of Ibrox, whether it's empty or whether it's packed, they'll be expected to perform and you know and get the results. So I it'll definitely affect them. It'll be strange, but everybody's in the same boat. They'll just need to get that. If you do, I think that's the, the be on end of it. They flip that, Callum. But as I said, what I was alluding to as well is obviously you have you look at the Braga game and and we're two 0 down. We're not playing particularly well in the first half, albeit they were a really good side to be fair to Rangers. But the crowd, you get that first goal through Hadji, the crowd then spurred the squad on. You win three two. The the crowd played a huge part that night in in turning that tie around. So, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, it's hard to to try and. Say that it's going to be a positive thing because I'm not. I'm not. I don't think that. But yeah. there are players who. I think Borna Barisic is your best example. Do you know what I mean? He came here and we knew that he was a good player. But sometimes that that sort of killer atmosphere at Rangers when you do misplace a pass, sometimes it does neg- negatively affect the players. Yeah. Um. And I remember being at a game. I can't remember who it was against. I think it was maybe Kelly. We drew one one, and Barisic every time he misplaced a pass, do you know what I mean? He was just getting absolute pelters. Um, but to flip that, you know, there are players who they've come back just now. I think I heard that Gerard and Caster were really happy with their fitness. Um, it seems like a group of players who are ready to go. I do yeah. trust the group that we've got, and I think that they're going to try their hardest, regardless if they don't have that that crowd. Yeah. Um, so I would like to think that these are players who can get the job done with or without the crowd. I think as well. Pushing forward for that is Rangers again with with the with the RTV thing. The games are going to be streamed. The season ticket holders are going to have access to the games, regardless whether they're Sky subscribers or not. Rangers are going to have access to those games. Now, getting to the league side, yet it's absolutely crazy. And how Neil Go- and Baz has been vocal about this before, but how Neil Doncaster is still in position, I will never ever know. The money that he's taking every single year. And yet, the the brand new bumper sponsorship deal is now irrelevant because we've had to give sponsorship basically up to Sky to to offset the fact that we never managed to complete a season and they were still due to old firm games. It's just, I, I don't know, Baz, as I said, you've been vocal on them before, but really the bumper new league deal is no more. It's, it's, it's not there anymore. No, mate, I'm not going to... I, I I I struggle to speak about speak about Neil Doncaster because I don't want to get your podcast in to bother me and oh, just, crack on. You know, the guy's face, the, I'm I'm at the stage now the guy's face just fucking irritates me. He's, do you know what I mean? Just looking at him being stupid haircut and all that. He just irritates me now. And I, you try and you try and be positive about things, and I've said it before. The guy's either either incompetent or he's he's corrupt. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I, I find it, I find it, I'm, I'm starting now and everything because <laughs> the guy just fucking annoys me that much. And you know what I mean? I, I can't say any more than I've already said about the guy. He just irritates the fucking life out of me, mate. He really does. In my opinion, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, what would you say it? What would you say it? A puppet for one man in one club in particular. And this club, this said club, have also now keen on fixtures being released very, very early. Because they know the first old firm games at Parkhead and they know by rights by rights they should have taken crowd at it. However, they're quite happy now to turn around and ask for a bit of sporting integrity and to turn around and say, Well, actually, could we offset the first old firm game and put it back a wee bit so as we get No. No. And Rangers, there is no <laughs> cooperation on this. It's a big firm, shut the door, see you later, deal with it. 
and that's it. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? It, it, sporting integrity when it suits them, isn't it? You can't just say, oh, let's see the, let's see the fixtures. You know fine well we want to chop and change things and all that. You, guaranteed. Yeah. But to, to, and the other thing as well, you probably find uh, Sky might also have a, an input with this and, and want the old firm fixture pushed back. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the way. The fixtures are the fixtures, and that's what it should be. But there is other influences, definitely. And Neil Doncaster has shown time and time again, he's not got to say a boss, and he'll do what he's told, mm-hmm. like he always does. Alright, well I didn't hear them, I didn't hear Celtic turn around and saying the next fixture we should have had was the old firm game, obviously at Ibrox, and I didn't hear Celtic turn around and saying when it was behind closed doors, or when it was still being played and it was supposed to be behind closed doors, I didn't hear them turn around and say, well actually no, that's that's no fair, but let's let's just cancel the game the new, let's just, the next day after the league gets postponed or suspended, they're claiming their league title, you know what I mean, they're, they're the only club, I think somebody summed it up perfectly in Twitter, there is people out there who are making masks and making uh, PPE for NHS staff. They were manufacturing title-winning T-shirts at the time. That speaks volumes for me about the club. It speaks volumes for me about about how they see Scottish football anyway. So, to be honest with you, Rangers, it's, it's a moral crusade this year. Not just to stop 10 in a row. Morally, that's your championship when you get it back. Callum, what's your thoughts on it? For me, Baz, combust. <laughs> There's nothing different you can say. I don't know why they bother with Doncaster. They could just stick all up there. It'd make no difference, would it? No. Do you know what I mean? No. Honestly, I'd... you can't, can't speak about it without getting annoyed, can you? <laughs> 400 grand. 400 grand the guy gets. And I, I don't know what bonuses he gets. Oh. And there's teams, you know, there's teams having to release all these players. I know. And he's talking about overdoing this for Scottish people. You're like, fuck all, mate. You know what I mean? You're, you're just making things worse. You're just annoying. You just everything about the guy. Just I'm sorry, mate. I can't. I can't. I can't speak about it again. And if MD, if MD wants any further on Doncaster, contact an Norwich fan on Twitter and find out what they think about him because they'll say the same as us. And they and he actually worked for their club. So how he's supposed to do it in a league? And it uh, beats me, man. Absolutely beats me. Yesterday <laughs> I alluded to the to the change. I mean, we're supposed to start on the first August, but now Hearts have launched a legal challenge in response to them being relegated, which in my opinion they should win, because it is unlawful. In fact, Callum McGregor said yesterday how he feels sorry, and it's harsh on hearts to be relegated when the league wasn't completed, yet the same Callum McGregor accepted a championship medal for the league that wasn't completed. So, your your arguments are relevant, and the same with the journalists who are constantly now saying, oh, it's harsh on hearts, it's harsh on hearts. That's what happens when you call a league championship. You have to have a winner, you have to have a loser. If Celtic won it, hearts unfortunately have to go. Done. Finished. Gone. See you later. And you, can't, they'll, you can't get it both ways, can you? No, no. And unfortunately for Stephen Naismith, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> the new training kits. Let's get back to positive news. What's your thoughts, Callum, on the new training kits? Yeah, no, I do like them. There's a few people who are not, who are not too keen on the idea of having different colours to the main strips, but... Do you know what? It's fine to me. This this goes back to what I'm saying about being such a big club. You know, there's not there's a lot of clubs out there who wouldn't give about their training kits. You know what I mean? The players yeah. wear them. We don't get to see them on the pitch, whatever. But we, we're just desperate for any kind of Rangers content. I'm just yeah. I'm waiting out there. As soon as um as soon as they got they were revealed, I was just like, right, when can we buy them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, we just want them. Do you know what I mean? I love them. Do you know? I emailed Castor about it, asking 
when can we buy them and what's going to be like price and stuff like that. But it's all been kept under wraps. <laughs> it's gotten. <laughs> so I don't know. Baz, what do you think of them? I think they look good. And we were speaking in the group chat about them as well. And we were saying, you know, they do look good. But even if they didn't look good, we would still buy them. And I think that's true. I think every Rangers fan is getting behind this. Not only because it is a quality quality brand and they do look good, which is the main thing. They yeah. do look good and they are quality. But also, there's a deal in place that's going to benefit the club. And we've not seen that in, in quite a few years. So there's a lot of positives coming out of this in terms of the money the club's going to make in terms of the, the, the brand itself and also the quality. And it, it looks it looks really good. It's it's just it's it's all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they look I think things look good and I'm looking forward to getting one when they when they finally go on sale. When when we seen the wee picture of them, the grey and we're not allowed to say orange by the way, because that could be labelled as bigoted and all that. So it's grey <laughs> and either and I think it's dayglow is the word. So grey and dayglow I liked and then I seen Stephen Gerrard in the All Black, and I just I, I, you said it last night in the group chat, guys. He looks he looks as though he just came out a photo shoot every single time, man. It's ridiculous. every single picture. You see some <laughs> some players. You see some players getting a picture taken, and they look like fucking idiots or whatever. And every Phil Jones. single it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the angle that Stephen Gerrard's at when he's getting a picture taken. Him, he's kicking a ball. He's on the training park. He's whatever having a chat. It just looks as if it's a fucking photo shoot. Hair spectacular, just looking pristine every single time. In the middle of a, a lockdown, there's no hairdressers. And, you know, Connor Goldson was in Edmonton. They were the biggest examples of that. But his hair, him and Chaco, did you see Chaco as well? I know. And McGregor's had a wee chop as well, you know. It's, <laughs> you know, it's mad. <laughs> maybe they're, listen, maybe their partners or sisters or whoever they live with are actually in. Um, Barbers or whatever, so we just don't know that. <laughs> we just don't know that. Uh, we've had a signing as well since we last spoke in Calvin Bassey. Now, hands up, going to admit, don't really know an awful lot about Calvin Bassey. Um, I know he came for Leicester. I know he's a left-sided kind of defender, centre-half, left-back, etc. Provide decent cover. What I did notice about him in one of the, the under-21 games that I've seen kind of pictures and some footage of, the boy's a monster. Has MD got any info they can bring us on, on Calvin Bassey? Calvin, I know you were maybe trying to get stuff. He was he was quite a tough one to find a lot of stuff about. Um but it was the best thing I could find was old tweets and old posts about him from their fans. And yeah. they seemed quite keen on him um coming up. He um he played I think it was sixteen games last season. Got himself two yellow cards, um, so he's he's getting quite a lot of game time, obviously for the for the second team. Yeah. Um, but he's, he he looks like a, I honestly I didn't know a lot about him. I thought I'd never heard of him before he came here. But he does look like the right kind of player. Um, I'm hoping he's he's young. He's come up here. He he knows about, all about Rangers, so he's going to be trying to push Barisic all the way to get into the team. And that's yeah. exactly the type of signing we need. I'm much more keen on bringing in players who are hungry to play their best to get in rather than those that are kind of older and looking for looking for a kind of payday. Yeah, and also in his interview he was done in the Castor hoodie too, which was quite, or the Castor t-shirt, which is quite nice to see. They must be, they must have a stock in there at Ibrox and <laughs> just firing them out. <laughs> I mean, put with that for the interview, wee man. Um, so, Bazzi, did you see anything about, about Calvin? Again, I didn't really know much about him. However, there's obviously uh, Stephen Gerrard and Brenda Rogers have got a, a good relationship. 
I'm obviously hoping this works out a lot better than the, the Andy King loan deal that we got for Leicester. Yes. Now, looking at the footage, uh, uh, Calvin, on YouTube, and this is the only footage I've actually seen him, he looks like a solid big player, but he also looks as if he's got pace. He looks comfortable on the ball. He looks comfortable taking people on. He can get a ball into the box, but ultimately he looks like he can, he can also defend. Yeah. And he, you know what is it, 20, 20 year old? Uh, and I, I think I think he's been at Leicester since he was about 15 or something like that. We paid, I think it was a compensation fee of 230 grand. And they're already saying he's a three, four, four million pound player. The, uh, so right away, it looks like a good deal now. It's going to motivate former Barisic, you know, for that spot. But also, he's going to get his his, his opportunity because former Barisic, as much as I love him, fantastic player. He's slightly injury prone, mm-hmm. and as the season goes, Calvin's going to get his opportunity, and it's going to be good to see him. Now, bear in mind he was playing at under twenty three level down there, which yeah. is, is you know I'm sure down south under twenty three is still a, a really good level of football to be playing. Will he be able to deal with the physicality? Scottish football, it certainly looks like he's got the tools to do it. Time will, time will tell, but at the moment, it definitely looks like a, like a good signing. I believe there was a couple of clubs looking at West Ham by a living because they were also sniffing about him. I don't know if that was just reports on, the, on, on social media, if that was actually the case. But it looks like, he obviously, Andy Halliday and uh, Flanagan at the door, it looks like he's going to be back up for BB, but... He looks more like a similar player to Borna Barisic. If you look at John Flanagan, he was very an old school sort of, you know, right. It was a, a right back effectively, but he didn't he really have that you. pace. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the He didn't really have the, the pace or the you know the overlap going forward. Whereas Calvin Bassey certainly looks like a similar player to Borna Barisic, where he can he can get forward and get a ball into the box. Mm-hmm. So for what I've seen, which is very limited, it, it looks good. Also, I think it's evident of the work that Ross Wilson's carrying out because there's been so many like young, and we hear it all the time, hot prospects that Rangers are looking at and we'll beat Man. How many times have we beat Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal to a player? And you go, did we beat them or did they just no want them and we got them? I don't know. But Ross Wilson seems to be snapping up all these young kind of hot prospects around... Uh, the country really I mean there's the young boy for Ross County as well they're talking about it's now going to be coming in as well and I think it's evident to the, I think Charlie Lindsay was last week too for, for um, Northern Ireland so he, he, I think he's really got his ear to the ground in terms of an eye kind of for the future eye but also guys like Hadji who can come in hopefully Calvin Bassey who can come in and make an instant impact and, and we have a huge kind of sell-on value on these guys that if they do fulfil the potential that you've been speaking about there, guys. Rangers are only a winner. Carl? Well, that's, that's just it. You know, these days, Rangers have never been a feeder club or anything like that. But these days, more than anything, money, it's just, it's one of the most important things in football. And to sign these players, do you know what I mean? We've gone from signing folk like Joy Barton and Bruno Alves to signing these players who, who've been linked to all the biggest clubs in the world. Mm. Um, and I think that it is important to sign the kind of players who are around the 20 to 24 mark who we can have for a few years, but they can also come in just now and justify their wage. Um, there's been so many players, and this is the thing that's impressed me the most, there's been that many players linked since Ross Wilson came in. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be more players than we've been linked with the last 10 years, and Rangers have always been a club who have 
who've dominated headlines and links. Yeah. Um, but the players that we're, we're linked with just now, if we were linked to them a couple of years ago, you'd think, no, nah, no chance. Do you know what I mean? But there, there are bigger names. Um, yeah. There was this boy, Dorsch, who obviously came from Bayern Munich. He plays for, I think it's Heidenheim just now. Um, and there was Fofana as well from Mets. Do you know all these players who are quite young still? I think Fofana was 22, was he? Something like that. Um, young enough so that we can still give them a few years to progress and then probably get a big a big profit on them. But they can also come in just now and, and make an impact. Well, it's a good thing as well about the Calvin Bassey thing. Was There was no talk. There was no Rangers are going to be signing this boy the day or whatever. It just when when he signed and Rangers announced it, that was when most days found out. I suppose yeah. that's even that's changed days. Was obviously active or you were active on Twitter until you had that wee mishap with Twitter and the wee fallout. But <laughs> at the same time, you you know yourself, you see it. Such and such is coming to Rangers. There's pictures of them arriving at the training ground before they've signed. Then you get the leaks with the scarf before it's even announced in the official club channels. Calvin Bass came out of nowhere. Ah, it's good, it's pleasing. It is pleasing. There was loads of, there was leaks coming at Ibrox all the time. I'm, I'm not saying it was Jim Trainer, right? But he's a winner. Mm-hmm. And all, all of a sudden we don't have all these leaks coming at Ibrox. And um, they seem to be doing things properly. That's the way business should be conducted. And the Scottish media, all they want to do is bash Rangers anyway. So I'm 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 of the opinion telling them nothing. And yeah. I quite like the, the way uh, the you know a signing happens and then you find out about it and it's it must be pissing the Scottish media after the fact that they're not getting any drip fed any information and I'm loving it and I'm sure all Rangers fans are loving it mm. and I'm 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 loving the way they're conducting their business. Well, see on on the, the media side of things again without because this is me going to get into another rant again but still um, the the Sun are covering part of Fernando Rickson's book that's coming out with. The uh, de Vries, and the headline that they've chose to go with is if I'm not even going to say it, but if MD, if you have seen it, I'm sure you'll share my disgust in it. That the guy, the illness he went through, the, the warrior that he, that he was on the park, and the even bigger warrior that he was off the park to fight that with, with the dignity that he did, to go with a headline like that is really, really crass, and I think just reinforces the point that there's plenty of Rangers fan content out there that you don't have to go near any Scottish mainstream media. Don't buy it. Don't click it. Don't open it. Don't give them anything. Don't feed it. Just stick to the rate. I mean, there's tons. There's not just us. There's millions out there. A lot bigger than us as well. Some of them that are just... And, and some are just... Some of the content's frightening. Heart and Hand, I mentioned earlier, Four Lads Had a Dream, the guys at This Is Highbrook, who I've, I've speaking to quite a bit, and they're really, really decent guys as well. There's the Jersnet forums. There's Follow Fall. You know, just... Don't don't give them nothing. You can't. I, I, agree with that. I know. I just agree with that. Uh, there's there's plenty of content out there that you really don't need to go near these fucking shit stirring tabloids. Yep, hundred percent. Calms anyone anyway, add to that? I know it's a bit of no, a rant, no, but I saw that. You know what I mean? I saw that just before we came on here, and it's just the only thing I did to it was just scroll past that you you shouldn't click on it as you say because. Yeah. That's the thing that annoys me more than anything else is that they know that the reaction that they're going to get from that because they know how disgusting it is. And Rangers fans are going to click on that. Celtic fans are going to click on it. But that's exactly what they want. So there's when you're a club like us who are so orientated by their fan-led media, there's, there's just no excuse to do that. And that's exactly the reason 
that you touched on before about the carbon vast idea. That's exactly the reason I think that that's the way we should be conducting our business from now on because if carbon vast got leaked, you know exactly what would be happening. He'd be getting slandered all over the... Do you know what I mean? They would be finding any game would be played badly and all that. So just anytime we make a signing now, the less people that know the better because as soon as we do sign them then, they're going to be rushed in to find something bad about them. Again, his religion would have been put out there probably by fans of other clubs trying to shit stuff. But I don't really, I don't think I've met a Rangers supporter yet who's turned around and said, ah, but such and such is of a certain religion. Maybe years ago that happened, but certainly no nowadays. As long as they go out there and get 100% on the park, put a blue jersey on and, and make us successful, stop what's happening across the city. That's what it does for me. You know what I mean? But as I'm sure you've seen, that's countless, you know, every time there's a link with a player, but he went to such and such group, including with a manager. Stephen Gerrard was the biggest one he went to. Gerrard tells you in his book what religion he is. However, that's just no good enough for some people either. Well, like you say, Rangers fans don't care. Rangers fans aren't interested. If other people want to live in the dark ages and bring that shit up, that's entirely up to them. I'm pretty sure Jermaine Defoe's pretty open about his religion as well. Yep. Nobody cares. Not one person in Ibrox gives a flying fuck. Uh, if, it, if other supporters of other teams want to make a big deal of that, if they want to live in the dark ages, that's entirely up to them. But as far as we're concerned, we just want players that pull, pull on the blue jersey to do their best for Rangers and, and where, they, where they should be played. That's all we care about. Yep. Callum, you were looking at some players that we were linked to, that are, you know, we're linked with hundreds of them, but certainly some of that have been kind of, there's even the boys with Feyenoord as well that were, Seems to have been linked with since we played them in the Europa League. Um, have you found any more kind of information on on MD that, that's been in the, the, the media and fan media recently? Well, there's there's a few that, that have kind of cropped up. Um, I've only I've sort of went into detail with a few of them. Um, there was this boy that I spoke about earlier from Heidenheim. His name's Nicholas Dorsch. Um, so he came out about a month ago that Gerard was interested. Um, and he's also attracted interest from Hamburg. Uh, I remember an article came out, I couldn't actually find it, but I'm sure an article came out that he was wanted by the other side in December. Um, and he seems a good player. He's he's in that role sort of that would that would play next to Ryan Jack, and I think that's that's one of the positions that we should be going for next season. Uh we've obviously got Stephen Davis in there, but he's not getting any younger. Um so if we were to bring in him or even Mamadou Fofana who I didn't realise had played half of his season at defensive mid last year. He is a centre-back by trade, um, but he played 20 games last season. I think almost half of them were at defensive mid. So those are the two main ones that I would sign. Um, we also obviously need a goalkeeper. Uh, we, think, we think we know who that's going to be. Um, the other one was Renato Tapia from Fire Nord. I'm guessing that's yep. who you're on about. Yep. He seems to be attracting interest from elsewhere. So I'm not sure if that one's going to happen. Um, I can't remember who else was was in for him. I think it was maybe Galatasaray. Um, and I think that they could probably pay quite a hefty wage. Um, the other one was Stuart Armstrong, who we spoke about the last time. He's a player that, that um, I would be really interested in. I seem to... Really, I think we really lack on that right hand side. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go into detail about last season and who who played there, who didn't do so well. But the the rest of our attack with Kent and Morelos should this should Morelos stay this season? I think it's brilliant. Kent obviously had his problems last year, whatever. Um, 
but it's that right side that lets us down. So if we were to sign a defensive mid and a right midfielder, I think they should probably be our priorities for next season. And whatever else we take in would be the bonus. Yeah. I think, Baz, what's your, what's your thoughts on any of that? Have you heard anybody else as well that maybe Callum Isney mentioned? Or? Do you know, I'm, I'm at the stage, obviously there's not a lot of football getting played at the moment and media and social media need something to talk about and I try and just avoid yeah. the rumour mill because there's, there's plenty out there. You know, obviously we're still linked with Canberra, there was obviously the London Dykes chat as well. So there's, there's, there's plenty of names getting banded about. So I just try and ignore the background noise and I'm, I'm just going to wait till the club make announcements yeah. because like, like we touched on, it seems to be the way that we're conducting our business. So yep. at the moment, I'm just kind of blocking with the background noise, but I reckon Callum said there, we need the right-hand side uh, addressed and also backup for, for Tav. A, you know, as backup, but B, also to push him on and make him fight for his position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think you've got our Hadjis, we've got our Kents, Morelos, I suppose, fuzz into both categories, what I'm going to say, but I, I think we need a couple of Warriors, people that might not be technically the best football players in the world, but they know what the club's about, they know what it means, they know, they don't, when I say winners, they don't necessarily need to have actually have a, a, an honours list of winning trophies everywhere they've went, but somebody who can just instill a bit of steel into that team, and, and right in the middle of the park, and I know Ryan Jack does that, but Ryan Jack, I think, sometimes would do him a disservice, because I, I do believe Ryan Jack's a very good football player as well, you know, and, and can make things happen, but I think we need somebody, certainly in the middle of the park, as Callum was saying, who might just be just a warrior that can go in there. You know, I, I bring it up, and Alex Ray type, never, I'm not doing him a disservice, but he's never the greatest football player in the world, but I tell you, he coming in an old firm game, you'd want to be in the back, you'd want to be in the trenches with that boy. Do you know what I mean? Just guys like that, I think, would, would, would maybe come in and, and help and maybe push us to the next level. And I agree with on the right hand side. If Canberra and a lot of talk today saying it's a Hibs would be looking for 150 grand, if we can get him for 150 grand, it's a no brainer in my opinion. However, we shouldn't stop there. We should also be looking to go and buy a striker that is going to push Morelos all the way. Canberra can do and he was, I thought, I've spoke before, but I thought he was pretty decent when he, when he wore a blue jersey. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to be the person to push Morelos all the way. And I think we need somebody else above him, you know, on top of him. Baz was saying that he kind of wants to stay away from these rumours and I can totally understand that because I'm a bit, I'm kind of similar. Um, the Calvin Basti signing is exactly the reason why you'd want to stay away from these rumours because we've got, I've got a list in front of me just now of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 13 names do you know what I mean yeah but he's not part of that list so it just seems to me that any any player who's either running out of contract or has ever played against Rangers or has ever been in Scotland do you know what I mean those are the kind of players that they're they're bringing up but you just never know like the way that we're conducting our business just now is obviously to keep keep this media interest at bay so I've got 13 players here. Not one of them could sign. You just you never know. But if we were to sign the types of players that we're talking about here, we're probably going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, obviously, as I said, we're recording this on the Tuesday. This has been quite a big week, I would say, for us on the podcast because this is our Sandy uh, Jarden special week. We've spoke to Jim Hanna for a podcast on Sandy. Um, and he's off the field kind of 
roles at Rangers, which it served with tremendous distinction. And that podcast is out on Friday um, at nine o'clock. Really, really touching and an, an honour for myself to actually talk to Jim about Sandy Jan because Jim's probably one of the, certainly is the person at Ibrooks, um, who was at Ibrooks, who knew Sandy the most. Um, two of them are really good pals. They shared an office, I believe, as well. And Sandy and, and Jim were really, really good, you know, really, really good pals. So it was great to do that. Today, obviously, at nine o'clock Tuesday morning, we released the part one, which is on Sandy's playing career. I'd done that with, with my best mate, fun enough. <laughs> um, and it was amazing to look back and some of the footage. And we were limited with some of the footage because some know they're right. That you, you know, some of the Sandy's goal, for instance, in the Dry Cup final against Celtic, where he runs the length of the park just about and puts it by the goalkeeper. That goal is one of the greatest goals I think I've ever seen scored, right? And certainly, I think the commentator says Celtic, probably the greatest goal scored at Hamden. He said, however, David Cooper goes up the park and keep you up the ball or about 12 people and puts the ball in the back of the net and steals the cup final. <laughs> you know, so it's things like that that you don't get to see on Sandy's run. But, you know, you just get to see him beat the kind of last man and stick it by the goalkeeper. But I don't know if any have caught the pod yet, but I would certainly urge everybody to go and get a listen because it is quite touching. I don't know, Braz, have you heard any or have you been... I've not heard it yet, but, but I certainly, I'll be, as soon as this is finished, I'll be, I'll be listening to it, aye, definitely. Carl, see the thing, sorry, sorry, mate, sorry, sorry See, just to touch on Sandy Jardin, you hear people band the word legend about regularly, and yeah, he's a Rangers legend. When, is he a Rangers legend? But see Sandy Jardin, he is the epitome, yes. the true epitome of a Rangers legend in every single sense of the word, on the park and off the park. It was Rangers through and through, and a, a true Rangers icon and a, a true Rangers legend, without a doubt. Yeah, Carl. Um, I I caught the first fifteen minutes of it, um, but I, I will I'll go and watch the rest. But what what else do you say? Do you know what I mean? Those are the types of players that there's not one club on the planet that wouldn't love a player that it's like that. Um, yeah. we need to be looking back at the players that we've signed before and think, right, you know that that you should be proud of a history like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we need to be looking, it's going to be impossible to get a player that good these days. That With the money that, how much money would he cost these days? I don't know. But we need to be aiming for. Do you know one thing I love about Sandy Jardin, right? Do you remember earlier we were discussing Stephen Gerrard and how no matter when he gets his photo taken, he looks as if he's in a, a photo shoot. Sandy Jardin was the exact opposite. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It could be an actual photo shoot and Sandy Jardin looks as if he's just played 90 minutes in the pissing rain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he was the exact opposite, but I, I love him. He's uh, He certainly was uh, tremendous to look back at. He's Some of the stuff, even be quotes he's seen about uh, Sandy saying and other people saying about Sandy. Jim's podcast that we done with him on Friday, or I'll be out for Friday, it was just some of the some of the stories I didn't know, you know. I mean, there's a cracking story about the March to Hamden, which is great. You'll hear on the podcast, it's funny, it's brilliant. And then there's also the sad parts where, you know, Jim talking to him, etc. and he was getting ill and 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 that's a kinda I touched on it on the podcast that was released today. Those spurs never managed to take our club away from us. But the stresses and strains are leading the club from the inside, like Sandy was doing. May well have had a part 
and Sandy becoming ill. So really, in some weird way, they've took something that can be replaced. That in my opinion, and again, that's probably harsh blaming people for that. But Sandy, to me, well, to put it in context, before recording these podcasts that, that we've done for Sandy, John Gregg was the greatest ever Ranger. Bloody black, was great, right? John Gregg is an absolute, like Baz is saying, Rangers like Mr. Rangers at the end of the day, the Rangers legend. I came out of doing the two podcasts and I believe in my opinion, people might not agree with me and that's fine, we've all got opinions, but Sandy Jarn for me is the greatest ever Ranger ever because of some of the things that he did during that time as well, which you'll hear on the podcast. You know, some of the, some of the, some of the, 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 the decisions he was making, he was having a hand in, despite his cell no being 100% and being ill, the guy put the club above himself and other people above himself every single time. And there's, they don't make them like Sandy anymore. He was also very humble, wasn't he? I mean, uh, Snagsy, if you look at the Chase podcast, he's got a cracking story about him. Uh, I don't know all the details. I'm pretty sure Snags had got badges or something and he was trying to research them. Mm-hmm. And he's phoned Ibrooks and somebody said, oh, somebody will phone you back about your inquiry or whatever. And then somebody's phoned him back and they're like, all right, Snags, how are you doing? It's Sandy Jarden here. Uh, and he's like, what? what? <laughs> Like it was Sandy Jarden that phoned them back about this inquiry, do you know what I mean? It was, it, like, Snags will tell the story better than I can, but just simple things like that isn't fucking incredible, you think? Like, Snags has just phoned up making an inquiry. I'm sure, I'm sure it was some badge or something like that, and he was wanting to know the history about it. Or someday he'll phone you back, and Sandy Jarden phoned them back. Well, Snags, if, you, Snags, if you're listening at any point, you can come on and tell that story if you want. I would love to hear that story. <laughs> um, there's actually, followed on, and it's one that Jim tells on Friday, um, it's, it's similar to that, Baz, actually. He says that Sandy was in charge of, like, scouting at one time at Ibrox and, and he put in some computer programming thing ahead of its time, obviously, for, for when this was, and that you could pull up any player and see I've written about them, right, young players especially. And um, somebody, I think, said, I think I think the story went that their dad, it was a young boy, he was a schoolboy, and their dad had asked if Rangers would come and watch him, and Rangers said, aye. And they went and watched them. And they've, they've got some values. Again, Jim will tell it better than I do, but they've got values. And if you don't reach a certain value, then you're considered that you would not be good enough for Rangers, right? Rangers have got a certain value, whatever the score is. And this boy fell into that category. So the, the guy phoned uh, Rangers, and I think he got a hold of Jim Hanna and said, listen, some said, come watch my boy, blah, blah, blah. It's not happened yet. You know, his graph, he's not a wee bit. So Jim turned around and says to Sandy, this boy give him all the details and Sandy said give me the guy's number I'll phone him back and phoned the guy's dad back and explained to him in depth why the boy didn't sign for Rangers at that time there's no to say the boy didn't progress and become a Rangers player at the end of the day you know but at that time in his life the development side of it, he wasn't quite there yet and Sandy personally phoned that guy's dad back and, and, and explained the decision which I think is a measure of the man and a mark of a true great ranger, in my opinion, as I said, the greatest. Callum. I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, so, sorry, Callum. No, never mind, but no, crack on. See, the, 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 that's leadership as well, isn't it? And it's it's dealing with your responsibilities rather than just blank issues. Like, do you know what? I'll speak to the guy and I'll explain to him. And that guy probably came off the phone. Like, do you know what? Fair enough. Exactly. Exactly. It's been explained to you. Callum, you get anything else you want to add to, to about Sandy before we finish up? No, no, just that's that's the type of player that any any club wants. Obviously, it's that leadership that 
that's, that's <laughs> to have him going into this season. Do you know what I mean? It'd, it'd just be invaluable. Um, yeah. But it makes you wish that you were slightly older to, to grow up watching that instead of watching some of the stuff that I've grown up watching. I know, <laughs> I know. As I say, I, I grew up during the nineties, so I suppose at mines wasn't too bad. But you think about a Wayne that was maybe born what two thousand and eight. Four or five, they're getting to 2012 onwards. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well, is, is there anything else you want to add, guys, before we finish? No, I think that's all right. Cough the Britain, Baz. Hashtag keep the battle fever on, eh? That's exactly <laughs> it, yes. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. And who knows, maybe we'll have some merchandise to do with that soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, send the jam pod, go to battlefeverpod.co.uk. You can click on the wee icon, which is Sandy's face. It's Sandy Jardin, it's Sandy Royal Blue, part one. You'll see the icons. If you go into our podcast page, you'll see the icon where our, pod, where our podcasts are uploaded. Click on whatever icon you listen to. The video is also on YouTube, and it's also on that wee Sandy Jardin tab. So thanks very much, Callum and Baz, for joining us. Oh, and Sandy, part two is Friday, by the way. Did the same thing, right? Exact same thing what I just said before. Um, Callum Bass, thanks for joining us. We'll okay. catch you next week, hopefully. Alright, softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.